Well, we're here in the Imaginarium, and actually, and it's probably the first time anybody's going to see me, um, which is cool. And I wanted to have Bill back here, because we haven't had Imaginarium in a long time, and everything has pretty much changed. And I've loved, like, there's a, a certain um, synergy that, that's been happening of my own, like, journey and I'm seeing developments with within minds and um, uh, me coming back from my journey saying, hey, I, I think there's some cool tools to play with on minds. And that's why I wanted Bill here. And because I kind of want to get more into um, what's going on with like minds plus, minds pro, and everything um, you guys are, uh, I, I believe, are pushing with, with this stuff, I think is a good place to start. Yeah, man. Great to see you. Uh, it's you, you've you've unveiled what uh, what's, <laughs> what spawned your uh, your your uh, switch into transparency from anonymity. Oh, actually, there is nothing profound about it, but just um, functionality. Because I was trying to set up my computer, which I don't have a camera on, and that's why I never had uh, my face on there. And it kind of turned into this thing where it's Satori D is a symbol and never me, the actual person. Right, right, right. And, and so I tried to set up my computer, but I had problems with my headphones. It wasn't working. And I knew the laptop would be easier. And I set it up and I saw my, my image and I said, ah, I'll just let it go. Um, and so that's, I mean, later on, there's probably more profound reasons. But for now, it's simple. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks for having me back on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, there's definitely something about the. When did you first come on? Twenty fifteen. Yes. 15. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen was really like I think it, there's something about the crowd. It was like a quarter million people mm -hmm. all around the privacy and anonymous and you know Snowden and the NSA revelation like. The people who care about that stuff mm -hmm. are really just interesting, uh, <laughs> creative people. Yeah, and I, I think that there's yeah you notice these different correlations between like growth waves and like different sort of demographics of humanity and mm -hmm. like what people care about and um you know you know just just to share personally what i think minds did for me when i was uh, at that stage of newly getting onto minds and i remember like i first put my picture on as as my like icon and i quickly found out that it wasn't about like putting your picture and it was about like ideas and and everybody was kind of anonymous and it didn't matter about what your real name was it matters what you could present and then i just ran with that and then later i just was like yeah I, the symbol is enough for for me that's satori d and um it just became something different and now i feel like um okay let's let's get real <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i mean there's definitely something around the the anonymity and the creativity that that comes along with that and sort of the the freedom that you feel to express yourself when yeah. you are totally comfortable in a creative space not sort of yeah. worrying how it impacts your 
identity and reputation and I think the main thing from the transition initially was that on Facebook, if I posted something real, like I was afraid that someone um, like a family member or somebody was going to like read it and like, like not totally get it. And like, you know, like just that probably like stopped me from like totally going loose of with my creativity or versus when I posted on mines, like I'll post crazy stuff about whatever was on my mind. And I always had one or two people like say, hey, that's pretty cool. And then they kept me like going and be like, okay, let's explore this a little bit more. Let's have a little bit more fun. Like this is okay to um, play with these ideas, these um, concepts of cryptocurrency or um, anonymous or uh, uh, what, what the government's doing. Any of this was like freedom to explore, express. And then later I think what I started to figure out is that I need to find my voice and my style and just keep on um, investing in, in that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think for my own self, what I see and important is my own work from beginning to now, I see that progress and I, I'm, and I always feel like mine's is my home to, to create. Yeah, I also think there's something around breaking through so that you feel comfortable expressing yourself completely mm-hmm. through like your actual identity. I don't think that yeah. that's like, any kind of a requirement that anyone should feel pressure to um to to get, but there's definitely something yeah. empowering about not caring and and being comfortable and confident enough with your ideas so that like you want to attach those ideas to who you are or even even so much that like yeah. I mean, when i'm talking i'm not even necessarily like trying to convince people of an idea or a point like in act and that <laughs> is actually what makes me comfortable saying what I think because I'm not even trying to tell anyone what to think. I'm just trying to explore the idea for myself. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting. I think I had a conversation with uh, Nicole who's uh, uh, frosted rose, but um, frosted rose about the difference between Satori D and Daniel and like the big, like rough, you know, relationship stuff that happens where you have to like live with the person and be personable and then there's the the other like side of of people mm-hmm. and that I was making this distinction early on where I felt weird when people called me Satori or Satori D when we were on these hangouts and later I saw it as like a term of endearment like um I like how Gov Spiders would call me Satori and I got more comfortable with it. And then like later it became like more of my identity. But then on the back side of that, I liked when Nikki or Kevin called me Daniel because they knew who I actually was. Mm-hmm. Like when we turned off the show, they referred to me Daniel and they know about my life. They know where I live. They know about my grandma, my family. But um, so, so like, like later on now, you know, it was more functionality. But at the same time, I'm comfortable in my own skin to say who I am. And it's not this big deal. But also at the same time, it, it is um, nice to like just 
being Daniel. Yeah, I think that was the greatest thing about Minds when I first joined. Was I think it was about six months after you, Dan, I joined Minds. And it was just like, I was the same as you. I felt like I couldn't really fully express myself on any other platform. And then I suddenly met all these people and it was like, and I, I wasn't, I didn't have like an anonymous um, avatar. I was always like, you know, it was always a picture of me or something. I'd occasionally change it to some artwork or something like that. But that wasn't the point. It was the fact that I could, like you were saying, Dan, I could write these posts and it, it can be completely, you know, bare my soul and feel completely safe doing it. And then lots of people would like, join in and we could all discuss it and even the people that disagreed because you get quite you know obviously the you know there was a real mixture of opinions and people with strong opinions on minds even in the early days but for some reason it had this kind of magical quality where (laughs) you didn't feel scared to sort of express yourself yet you would feel conscious slightly conscious you'd feel like you'd have to temper something a little bit or you'd have to sort of edit a few bits out of your post on Facebook because certain people might think you're a bit weird or something do you know what I mean but you know mine's just felt like you could just be completely free and that's for me that's always been the beauty of it yeah that's the thing about like the mask of like at first it like frees you up and then later I'm I, I remember the beginning, I was talking to people and I would like confuse them because I would talk about Satori D and I would talk about Daniel and they'd be like, you're, you're not making sense. And then I'm like, um, later on, like Satori D becomes like the better angels of my nature. Uh, like I learned early on that I did not want to troll and I did not want to engage in what normal um, social media um, behavior is of like having these... Um, trolling battles because i i thought one time on a post like a conversation was going good until someone just like took a shit in someone's cereal and then it devolved into this this fighting match and i thought this is not fun anymore at least satori d is not going to feed the trolls is not gonna um do things like that and i think in the beginning like it, it was like this thing that i just kept on going and then it became part of my nature and i think as the five years has gone on and how crazy Mines has been in like its um, evolution of like the wild, wild west of the digital social media in the anonymous phase. And then like there's like a wave of like censorship on YouTube and uh, alt right wave kind of comes in and then it kind of like stabilizes and it's growing. And, and um, these different ebbs and flows of it, I've been able to being able to like have my site be something where. I believe because of how I presented myself and, and used it that I don't get trolled. I don't get sidetracked into devolving into something that I don't want to do. Like if I like my intention is here to like have creative conversations and, and be able to like do projects with people. And if, if the conversation is not going there, then I'm like, okay, whatever. It's cool. Like mm-hmm. they could like shit on my, my stuff and I'll go onto their page and like them and remind them and, they usually get tired of me, like um, killing them with kindness, in in a sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely value in in being able to to ignore. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. 
Yeah, yeah. it is hard. It is hard. <laughs> and yeah, I know you had it rough. Yeah, <laughs> you had it rough. Yeah, we were, yeah, that it was pretty bad. I mean, there's there's a limit sometimes to what you can ignore. But yeah, I totally agree with ignoring them is kind of like the worst thing for them. It's like I think that's not what, the you know, most most consistent personal thing that I've always shared with people in Imaginarium. You have absolutely right, right from the beginning. You have. I can vouch for that totally. Mm -hmm. Because I know there's been several times Meg leaves because she she's getting too much involved in. Um, oh yeah, especially getting, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Meg, you just gotta stop. Like, focus on your artwork. I know, I know. I, I'm much more evolved now. Yeah, I think we we've, we've <laughs> all helped each other. I got in my that training sense. on mines. My you know, my troll training. <clears throat> okay, so anyways, let's let's push this into. What's going on with Minds and Minds Pro and Minds Plus? So. Well, we are going to be working next year more on permissions and okay. like hopefully giving channels more control over who can engage with them. Okay, nice. Um, which I think is just an undeniable thing that is actually incredibly complex to build. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's taken so long and we've just been keeping everything all you know post public for now just because you know infrastructurally it's easier but it is something that we're so so basically the biggest thing that's coming is we're going to be mm -hmm. in integrating matrix okay. which is a um encrypted chat protocol mm -hmm. um which is it has everything that we have here right now but is way better um okay. so it so we're basically going to completely swap out chat for this and you'll okay. be able to do group chat you'll be able to do file sharing in chat you'll be able to do video chat you'll be able to do everything that you know you want to do make, yeah you and see make, yeah that was one thing i learned real quick that like if I wanted to actually like create with people that I needed to use like Slack or something. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. been a, it's been a huge crutch for us. The old the old messenger. We'll, yeah. we will have we will have a uh, official uh, burn ceremony for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably, that sounds good. Probably at the end of Q1, we will have a digital uh, wicker man. Uh, Are we looking to do like a wicker man thing? <laughs> yeah. No, we maybe maybe we can have some sort of like you know, little, uh, little animation Should, yeah. play on everybody. And so like, actually the messenger like burns and it gets replaced with, with the curry hobo. No, we've been, be yeah. so that, that's a big deal, but yeah, I mean, what I'm most excited about that we've built this year has really been the upgrades to, I mean, over, you know, overall, I think, we've done a ton in just basic UX and just making yeah. the app feel overall smoother. And Oh, I haven't been on in a long time, especially in gatherings. And even now it has a nice, um, better feel. And yeah, it's yeah. from the time I used it probably six months ago, four months ago. To I now. mean, groups have been, groups have been neglected, but that, that is mostly because of the new matrix feature that yeah, okay. we're using it. It's pretty much gonna gonna consume groups and messenger. So 
that's coming. But then, you know, Minds Plus to me is really important because, mm -hmm. you know, it's always been around, but like now the way Minds Plus works is we take, you know, we're taking, um, you know, 25% of the revenue that we get as a company mm -hmm. and proportionally sharing it with the users who submit content to Minds Plus. So now you have yeah. this little tab on your side, on your navigation, that's Minds Plus. And that's basically a discovery feed of the uh, submission, you know, all the posts into Minds Plus. And, you know, you can pay with tokens or, you know, regular money. And mm -hmm. we are sharing the money with the people who post popular content into it. So it's sort of yeah. like, it's like Netflix, if you could submit to Netflix and get paid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, the thing is that, we have to become sustainable. Yeah. It's just, you know, this idea that, you know, networks are just going to be able to infinitely propel into, I mean, they, they can infinitely propel, but we need the community energy and, and, and funding in order to make it happen. And so, um, you know, individually, that's how I, Feel I've kind of like shared that with you about like okay to make this sustainable because I'm always like in spurts of like creating and then like oh I need to like be more responsible and focus more on getting money and uh, taking better care of my longer mm -hmm. financial worries and now that I have a little bit more responsibilities like that burden is a little bit more and I don't want to give up um, Satori D or like creating and i want to like keep on doubling down on my investment in my own creativity and in, in minds and that's why i'm so um, like intrigued to talk to you about um, i mean that's the thing it's better for everybody like yeah. the more people who get minds plus and post into it the more everybody gets paid yeah so you know and not just in tokens and so, and we are actually going to be rolling out a huge upgrade to the token system and like cool. in integrating with Uniswap and, you know, hopefully bringing like liquidity into the market, um, mm -hmm. which is, is necessary. And Uniswap is an amazing tool, which I, I recommend people check out. It's a decentralized exchange, okay. automated market maker. And it basically anyone can become a liquidity provider where you put in a certain amount of mines tokens and ETH. And then mm -hmm. you just by being a liquidity provider, you earn earn fees on all the trading that's happening, okay. whether people are buying or selling. Mm -hmm. And additionally, you there are going to be way more rewards associated with with holding mines tokens, being a liquidity provider and all the engagement rewards and whatnot. But, you know, Minds Plus is, that's just real sustainable revenue that we're all sharing with each other that can make the community work. And it's, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just, I, I think that we're, it's our, there's already like 500 members in it. Cool. And so, yeah, I think that any contributions from you guys in there would be awesome. You know, there's definitely good art, good photography. You, you can, any, any type of post can go in there except for links. Okay. Um, because links are not original. Yeah. Um, That's like an easy way to kind of distinguish 
on the back side of it. So like mm -hmm. original content yeah. of any kind can go in there. Yeah. And because um, that's, I've been always envisioning mines, especially when you start using channel as like uh, making it an actual like TV channel, but like like a broad. I always kind of viewed it as like broadcasting and like okay, mm -hmm. like that's why I kept on moving more and more to the video and and like making my visuals a little bit better and audio a bit better because I always wanted to focus more on the weird visual aspect that I like to play with. For sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're. Because yeah, I knew. Your big. No, what did you say? No, I mean your your mixing skills have uh, have definitely come a long way. I mean, what do you what do you use for all your editing? I use um, Lightworks and I and I use um, Audacity for the audio, uh, and that's basically. Nice. What I, use. I also um, use like like different apps to get like certain fonts. Like I do this all like bubblegum and. and paper tape because like I use the free apps and like I, I take I steal a font that I like and then I change it in another one and I use a glitch effect that's on a free one and then I, I, I remix it into the Lightworks so I'm not paying for pro effects but I'm getting it different ways on different sites um, like researching and so I because I get really excited and I think I need to like have new fonts I need different effects like that and i go searching for them and i find you know these free little apps um uh, that have certain features that are good like there's a it's called photo mosh i think uh, i'll put it up later but um it's a real easy tool to like glitch things and it has a different uh feature so you could do animated uh gifs on it you could do a little video clips or you could do images that get glitched and there's like a mirror effect that I like on it. There's all sorts of different effects of like a bad TV screen where it flips. And so like those are good for my transitions later. But I do that on a free one that anybody could use. And I'll probably put that up because, um, you know, sharing stuff like that is important in Imaginarium and sharing our knowledge which Have you seen on that our tools. Channel... That's what I liked about Corey in the beginning. Have you seen that channel Glitcher? What channel? There's a channel. On no, that. I don't think so. Oh, you should check them out. Oh, yeah, I know Glitcher. Glitcher. I've seen, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, you got to you got to check out Glitcher. I've uh Yeah. All right. You'd like some you really cool. like some of that stuff to mix into to your mashups. Dan, uh -huh. definitely. On the Glitcher. <laughs> they they've been around a really long time yeah. and they they do really cool like retro sci-fi. Oh, I think I know. Art. Yeah, yeah. It kind uh -huh. some of that stuff reminds yeah. me of like that you know, the film with Jeff Bridges, Tron. Do you know what oh, I yeah. mean? It's like a lot of their stuff's kind of like I mean, 80s. You know what's... Style oh, my there. God. I got to see if I could share my screen because I've been working on new artwork. And I, I sh actually, it's on my channel. And it's called The Vapor Test. And it has a very um, Tron vaporwave feel to it because... Um, this project that I'm working on with my friend Sam. Um, it's going to be like a podcast, but in addition of I'm doing mixtapes with it. And it's like this whole... It's like, I call it like psychedelic TV because it's like a TV show, but if it like had interruptions with like musicals in it of like just like 
songs and 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 like visuals like goes into like a dream sequence and collapses back into like a lecture by um terence mckenna or whatever mm-hmm. but um anyways that's that's what i'm working on right now that i want to start using minds plus with it's called the vapor test and um there's artwork that i'm going to be posting up on satori making a new channel for it and start getting the um for the next year my mixtapes out there and my visuals and everything i've been doing with that have so you ever reached out good. to um dennis mckenna no 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 you should reach out to I him should. i should <laughs> yeah. i think i think you're you're destined to speak with him because you uh you've been i reached out to douglas rushkoff and we talked um uh, we talked a couple of times and we exchanged e- emails um nice yeah he's cool yeah doug is the man <laughs> yeah he yeah. is he's a beastly writer that guy doesn't stop yeah writing books is a mammoth pursuit that i hope that i'll be able to do someday but yeah it's all just like <laughs> channeling energy into different mediums and it's crazy it's crazy yeah. pushing it you know so much into the internet sometimes i i it makes me feel like a little bit uncomfortable to be honest um because it seems so it's like permanent and fleeting at the same time i remember reading an article about when they said geocities went down and they turned off the servers and Mm -hmm. someone said it was equivalent to the burning of the the library of alexander of like Mm -hmm. the sheer volume of data and maybe you know it's for anybody to determine like what how much of it's valuable but just like people writing text and and building images and whatever, it's just like all this information that was generated and stored on there, and then all of a sudden, God. Have you tried posting to the permaweb yet? No. Have you seen that feature? Yeah, yeah. I do you, does it? Do you do you know what it is, or is it just? Does it make sense, or what? What do you think of it? So it's it's to um, just uh, catch everybody up um, what it actually is. And um, from what I know, it's to like a mesh network so that the information can uh, be permanently stored on, on any network um, for eternity, I guess, in some sense. Yeah, basically. Um... The per- so on your post, you can if you click the ellipsis on the upper right in the drop down, okay. you can post to the permaweb, and the permaweb oh, nice. is, is basically a blockchain esque tool uh, by this organization project called Arweave, and yeah, it's basically like a blockchain for for content storage and you can post there and it is uncensorable um and their their whole project is to create sort of a an uncensorable library of alexandria yeah um i don't know if they were at the break open the net conference i remember you posted it like it was two or three years ago and i i did it like via the web and there was a lot like that was the whole point of the break open the web of like designing um, what it was, uh, uh, protocols that like 
are designed to be open and cannot be um, censored or or controlled uh, centrally by anybody. Um, but there was like that were um, what is it about internet my interplanetary filing system? Um, yeah, yeah and, and other people like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and those I still always go back to those um, that conference and what was laid down there. It's like now. I start seeing like the ripples of it, like actually, cause like then it was more like, I would go into whatever blockchain that I thought was cool. And then I figure out like, oh, this is not ready yet. And I'm like, okay, I won't play with that right now. And then like now it's it seems to be getting more momentum and more functionality and being able um, to see the seeds of, of those ideas, like actually being integrated right now. I think it's uh, kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool to have the option. I mean, I don't think that every post, you know, I oh, yeah. don't like to put every post on there permanently, uh-huh. but I, I, it is fun putting certain ideas on there and you just have this higher degree of confidence that it's embedded and, mm-hmm. it, can't, and it can't get taken down. And we've been looking for a decentralized storage solution for a really long time that actually could scale and, and was easy for people. So that's, that's a pretty exciting thing because, you know, people are constantly asking like, how are you guys decentralized? And it's, you know, we're taking a progressive approach and just step-by-step kind of moving components of the app to more decentralized architecture. So, yeah. Um, but I think that things are starting to, to balance out. I think in terms of like the tone of the community, I think that, I don't know. I'm curious what, what your guys perception is in terms of like, the the vibe because unfortunately free speech has sort of become politicized in a sense and a lot of you know it it, it seems a f- far fewer people on the left are immediately concerned about internet censorship mm-hmm. they seem you know, but you know, the progressive crowd certainly does. Like you know, the Lee Camps, the um, the Rushkoffs, like these types mm-hmm. of people. But then there's sort of a chasm, and a huge chunk of like the mainstream left, like, is almost calling for censorship. And then you have the conservatives who have sort of embraced free speech, even though traditionally they've been more anti-free speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have this synergy between the left and the right and i mean the far you know almost like the 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 progressives and the libertarians are sort of agreeing on these issues and it's just it's it's odd to me that it's become politicized and it's sort of unfortunate because it makes the mainstream left think that you know they can't participate in in these um these alternative platforms because it's more of a free speech area 
and you know i don't really know what to think about it it's been pretty just it was it was definitely disappointing to me to to witness yeah i think there like there seems to be some weird pendulum shift in because the foundation of all of this censorship stuff this is why i like to go back to the fundamentals of like Rushkoff and um, Jerry Lanier and um, Mark Pesci, and when they're first talking about like their vision for like what what um, the global mind or the internet and possibilities could be, Terrence McKenna and all these people. So like they incepted this this idea to keep it open and free and like these I like things that Terrence McKenna was exploring and all these other people are exploring were things that like you couldn't be on like mainstream magazines or, or even a television show or any broadcasting system to do. And they're like on these like chat forums or whatever. Right. So then you speed up. So intellectually and foundationally and experimentally like progressive far left, if that's what you want to encapsulate it as they, they set down like the foundation and intellectual framework and philosophical vision of this. And when we get kind of, um, detached from lineage of where ideas come from and what people did what um we 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 get swayed i think by cultural means because i believe a lot of this alt-right stuff and their censorship worries is more cultural than it is foundational in what it actually means and what it is actually about and the the left Maybe they got complacent, or maybe they're uh, too involved drinking their uh, pumpkin frappuccinos. I don't know what they're doing. I'm not. Uh, I don't label myself any political affiliation, but I do lean more to like radical left ideas. But at the same time, I mean, I read uh, libertarian uh, essays as well, and so I'm not tied to a meme identity of myself so i'm not afraid of going on a site that is branded alt-right or alt-left or nazi this i remember one time i got liked by someone who was a white supremacist and i said hey this guy doesn't know that i'm from l.a and i'm mexican i'm gonna have to show him so i wrote a poem about east l.a and that guy never went back to my page and I had a show, I had a show, you know, um, things like that. And I don't take it personally. I don't care because, like, that person doesn't know who I am, doesn't know anything about my life. So I just find it funny. And I don't take it like anything of my identity. And so I think for my own self, that's how I get to play with these ideas. Um, going back to kind of what you were saying in the beginning, I don't know if we recorded it or not, but um, I guess that's my little rant and rave about what you said um i think there's more to like pin down but i think that's something <laughs> weird to offer like people still get caught up even the most sort of open-minded uh creative people you know people i talk to people in different circles of different belief systems and stuff they they still tend to get caught up in the need for an identity or a label or want to um they want to sort of say like i fall under this label or this identity and i think that's the thing is is to try and get away from that 
I was trying well, to get away from that as much as possible if I can. But it's it's a double edged sword, and it's um, I remember when I was younger, I would make fun of my friends who went off to college, and be and like would talk in an East Coast accent or like totally like change. Like they'll come back for you know like six months later, and I'm hanging out with them, and now they're like a Boston person, and I'm like, you've just been gone for like three months like you're now you're you're culturally boston and like you're you totally changed your identity and you're um and i just just always found that interesting of something i noticed that always like perked my interest of like oh that's a curious thing i noticed in this person of like how they changed uh culturally so fast and seemed and i i get it is is to be part of the group because um I do it too when I go into a new kitchen. Like I'm not crazy Satori. Um, I'm I'm nice and I, I do small talk and I talk about Dodgers or whatever is like a lo- low bar um, frame of reference to to converse with people. And but I still know like I don't change my own like identity. And this goes back to Terrence McKenna's uh, culture is not your friend, and you got to like create it. And there's a part of, like, I think we need um, for each individual, like, community or subsect, like, there is already a culture, but, like, certain people need to, like, have the vision to push it, like, forward. Um, and that's why I, I like about, like, Minds Culture or Mosaic of Minds. Like, everything I've tried to do since the beginning has been playing with uh, sparking ideas of, like, playing with culture playing with community can we bring this together can we can we uh, do what minds has offered us but like do it culturally do it how we are when we exchange with people on hangouts or on messenger um i still talk to ghost spiders he doesn't use minds but every once in a while he hits me up uh you know what i mean like that those type of real connections mean more to me of like how i use minds than all the uh, subscribers and likes I have got. And to the extent that it has changed my life um, fundamentally that I have moved across um, the country in the middle of a pandemic to like totally revamp my life and then also double down on my efforts here on Minds um, with someone that I um, began to like trust and, and really believe that we could create and that she really understood me and we had similar visions of creating a life together and that if we were serious about what we were saying and how we felt, then I have to do the move to come here and to really find out. And that's where I'm at right now. Gob Spider's uh, been around a little bit. He was- Oh yeah? Yeah, he was here like, looks like his last post was six weeks ago. Oh, okay. That bastard didn't get back to me. Now, I will have to troll him. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny thing, like, getting, you know, expectations about communication with friends and, like, mm-hmm. people getting back to each other. That's one thing that, you know, after, I don't know, I, I, I force myself to stop having expectations about even, like, my closest friends yeah. getting back to me about stuff just because I feel like, you know, when you're younger, high school, college, you know, 
in your, maybe even like social socially in your 20s mm-hmm. okay yeah like get back to people like you're in sort of like a social phase yeah. but i do think that when i mean now that i'm married have kids mm-hmm. people go into their hibernation mode of life Mm-hmm. realistically and it's not to say that like you shouldn't get back to people like i definitely still try to and you know leaving people hanging is not not a good habit but at the same time no it's, there, it's, there's a saying that i i've always said in imaginarium when like we we say something and then we're gonna do it and then someone doesn't fall through okay. and they, they come they come to me and they're like kind of sorry and i said i don't worry about it. it's still the fucking internet like i understand like it's cool. Like life happens. Like right. handle your shit. Yeah. Well, and setting yourself up for failure is. I mean, when you make plans and you like say like, "Oh yeah, we should do this," mm-hmm. or you know, we, we yeah, we should collaborate. We blah yeah. blah blah. Like, I try to avoid doing that unless like I'm going to immediately like, you know, like we said we should talk today. Mm-hmm. And we immediately set up a time and made yeah. it happen. Like, that's how to do things. Don't yeah. like have things like open ended, like yeah. because then it's like you don't even want to. If if you're not making direct plans, yeah. you don't want to do it. Yeah, it, that's exactly how I felt when I talked to you. I got your attention and I said, "Hey, what's up?" And then I I was like, "We should talk." And then I I finally followed it, followed it up with like. Uh, time like let's go back to the original time 420 let's do it let's go and um that's how it happens yeah correct it's it's so it's so much faster it's so much more satisfying like i i don't know even with all these games that we play with attention and communication and like you know the game so to speak (laughs) with like oh my god they didn't text me back and yeah yeah I remember when I first met Allie, my wife, and like, you know, having been sort of dating for a while, for a while and not, not, not us, but like before we started dating, you know, it's like, you're always worried about that, about yeah. like people getting back to you. It's like, you know, you can never hear, like, it just, it's all anyone talks about, like their guys, <laughs> like, oh my God, they ghosted me, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was the thing that I appreciated so much when I met Ali was like, we didn't do that to each other. And it was either like when we would chat, it was immediate. Like we, w- yeah. we would be chatting like in the zone or like we wouldn't get back to each other for like a day and it was no problem. But like, cool. you know, one or the other, like I think, you know, those games like really do cause psychological harm with people. And so you yeah, have to like insulate yourself from, first of all, not letting it affect you but also you know trying to obviously find people that like aren't gonna play those games yeah and everybody like go on go on um gratification um online lives virtual lives that we lead it's like you know everything about our online lives is like about oh i've put this post up nobody's liked it yet or um i've sent a message to this person and nobody's responded in fact that was reminded me one of the great things about the messenger um in the early days one of the things that i really liked is that there was that thing where nobody would actually see that you'd read the message whereas like on facebook 
you could read someone's message and they've seen you read it. Right. It's like WhatsApp, the tick will appear. So, you know, somebody's read your message. And yeah. then if they did get back to you, you can start thinking, why haven't they got back to me? Why aren't they responding? They've read it and they've, they've just not responded. Are they offended by my message? Or, you know, we've all been guilty of having these thoughts. And I've kind of trained myself out of it thinking, you know, people have other stuff going on in their lives just because they read the message and they didn't get back to me straight away. There could be like a multitude of different reasons why they didn't get back to me. And it's nothing to necess not necessarily anything to do with the fact they were offended or didn't like the message. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Well, I think and we're I, all a little bit guilty of falling this, into that trap because of this the, kind of online virtual world, instantiation that we live in. You know, <laughs> this is like um, the the hidden secret to to people um, actually being core members of Imaginarium is that they simply like at any time reach out to me, like we go we've been like six months of like not talking to meg at all and then we talk and for whatever reason yeah. we are on the same page she's like i'm working on music i'm like oh i want i need new music <laughs> like oh i just bought this thing i've been like sorry i haven't got back to you but like i've been crazy and i'm like don't worry about it like and then we we catch up and we're like doing the same yeah. thing and we're yeah. we're like on the same page and we're like okay cool like get back to me whenever your, your head's above water. And she's like, okay. And then it's like another month later or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, we never like stopped you know, talking since the last Yeah, time. but I think you and I have always had that understanding. We've always been really understanding each other. We've never been offended by each other's MIA periods. We've yeah, yeah. completely understood it, which has been really cool. Yeah. Um, but I would say out of a lot of my, you know, I've got a lot of really close, dear friends and, I would say that you, Dan, are the only friend that really fully gets it. I still have friends now because I've got all sorts of things and different projects going on. And, you know, we all have different lives. And, and I still have friends now that are like, oh, you know, I, I got a bit worried because you never got back to me on such and such. I mean, I, I admit I'm really bad sometimes with the communication. And I do tend to, because I'm a creator and I'm very much like in the right hemisphere of my brain going off doing stuff once I get into that mode I just get so focused in on the projects if I'm doing some music or um, artwork or something I get so focused in on it that I kind of block everything else out not to deliberately ignore people or, or be rude or anything and, and just make them feel you know leave them hanging because like you said, Bill, I don't like to do any of that stuff. I think that's really bad, but I am guilty of it because I just get so entrenched in what I'm doing. Um, this is yeah, um, kind of getting this balance between the left hemisphere of the brain and the right hemisphere of the brain, getting this balance. I, I like balance. I like where we're going because it, it kind of comes to something that I've been circling around personally, and I think we could uh, start ending it there. But I guess what I last want to tie everything together is that I have been telling or trying to express to, to Rose about my feeling of I need to be like untethered to be creative as Satori D. And so that means I need help um, getting some buffers from the kids. Like I love the kids, um, but at the same time, I can't have the three-year-old calling me 
he calls me Tori. Tori, Tori, I need you. When I'm like trying to get into my zone. And um, I guess at first I was feeling a little bad about it, but I'm trying to communicate to Rose um, the best way about like, how do we work this out? Because I really need some space to create too. And I'm glad the kids, like we have bonded. Um, and then like just recalibrating that is, is a hard discussion and uh, something I'm working on myself. So like, I, I see reflections on like, what I'm working personally and what uh, what is like unfolding out there in the ether, <laughs> um, but I just want to say I'm I'm glad that we caught up with Bill. I'm glad to be in the Imaginarium, and I'm ready to have some fun. And anything else, Bill, you want to share? Wrap up with? Yeah, no, I totally hear what you're saying. It's like, but you need space in order to enter into a place where you can focus on whatever it is that you're creating and you know in your your own imagination and you know so it does sort of connect to what we're talking about with sort of these social almost like drama issues because the you know these types of communication dramas arise when we're each going into our own little zones of like whatever it is that we're putting energy into and i just i think that there is definitely a healthy way to do it so that like you know whether it's working out a system with um your partner on like how to you know split up time like watching the kids so that you can each have your own space and you know and then like be putting like full like loving energy into them when you're with them or if it's with like someone you're dating or like talking to her or just like just being up front and like laying out clarity in the beginning and like just being like authentic and real the whole time like that's all that you can really do. And like, otherwise, I don't know, you know, people are, um, are all trying to, to do their, their, their own things in life. And that's just, that's just how it goes. So like detach and just dive into whatever it is you're doing. And I think what I've been telling Rose, even in, um, we've been having like in really hard discussions lately but even in those moments I've been um, telling her is that when we get on the other side of this, I think this can be a really important story to tell. And I recently have been telling Meg that I wanna um, like watch the show with her called A Modern Love. And in Modern Love, it's um, a New York Times like uh, romance, romance um, columnist gets subscriptions in and then I think for her book, she picks a couple of them, but in the movie, in the TV show on Prime, it's like seven different love tales, but it's all like not regular tales that get told. It's like a tale of like an older couple that are about to die, that they like, they get, they become partners just to like have friendship. Uh, there's this other couple where they're neighbors and all they do is cuddle and watch TV. Um, there's a relationship between a doorman and a single mother. That's like a young single mother uh, and just how he gives her the emotional support that she needs to have the strength to make it through for her her child and like those like 
really raw tales. And I think that kind of comes into circling around of like, why maybe now I'm more comfortable like showing my face and talking about Daniel and talking about kids and stuff like that because I want to throw that into the mix. And I think that's been missing from Satori For sure, man. That sounds great. Um, well, I'm really glad to have talked to you both tonight. Uh, yeah. Any, anything else? Um, no. Have a good night, man. Yeah. Likewise, guys. You know, I, I was just going to say, I think as well, it sounds really obvious, um, but sometimes we, we kind of forget to do it. And it's kind of like the clear lines of communication. I always try my best. And it's really difficult as well in this kind of era of technology that we're living through now where we're there's a huge surge of creativity almost like a renaissance thing going on but also there's this kind of really high technological lifestyles that we're all living um and it's quite difficult to be very very clear with your communication when you're sending a message or a text message i always try my best to be really clear with my communication because I think that's key with a lot of things and like you were saying in all manner of relationships all different types of relationships that we um, encounter um, is to sort of be clear about things you know from the outset <laughs> it's really important because um, I think a lot of people don't put a massive amount of importance on that you know, particularly with like all the emojis and stuff, you know, I, I find people can be quite lazy with their communication because we've got all these emojis for emotions. We can just use those and, uh, you know, and conversely, you can be really creative with emojis and have a real laugh with them. You know, you can just be really creative with them. Um, so they can be a good thing. I, too. I think I'm but, kind of creative with my, my emojis in Slack. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Emojis are powerful. You know we need, they, we need... Emojis could be really cool as well. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Need to, we're definitely going to get emojis into minds soon. That, that's been we way need, too... Yeah, we need, we need, we need yeah. to create emo can, emojis. Oh, real quick. Ones. I just want to have like a request that I like a feature on Slack that um, you guys should uh, use and so you could have they have emojis but then you could uh, insert your own image to create your own emojis oh, and i have a, like i have a little satori and like a mushroom one uh that i use so i like to um expand my emoji powers <laughs> hey, hey, Bill, you, we should do like a, a minds competition or something i don't know what how we how it would be um, oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I people submit, submit images for emojis. Like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then we can start you taking those emojis and we can have our own minds emojis that aren't like Facebook or anything, just like new ones. <laughs> yeah. Completely new and different. Well, there's, there's a mind light bulb, but yeah, we need to evolve that. You know? <laughs> emojis. Bye. Yeah. Don't we need to, yeah, emojis. Okay. <laughs> I'm going get everybody on minds to like create their own emoji and then we can even like, you know, even, in, even in the deranged mind of Satori D, I didn't think we'll end it on emojis, but um, it seems <laughs> proper that we do yeah, leave it in emojis. I love it. Yeah, no, the last thing I would say is that, uh, you know, the the issue is that like some people approach communication in a very like relaxed way and like they think nothing nothing of it you know they don't get back or like they don't even 
you know, they don't even know how to use their phone maybe. And yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. Some people just like literally are oblivious and then other people are neurotic and <laughs> just like <laughs> overthinking. I, I mean, I actually it. think that like over analysis over yeah. thinking of communication patterns is like yeah. actually that's starting a, to plague the bad. youth. Yeah. Like kids now, they like will go into a depression if you know their crush doesn't like respond to them and it's so it's 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 sort yeah. of a thing on both sides so i think that like even if you know oh hold, yeah. hold on this reminds me of something and this is i think a pertinent connection because i read an article about the the, the psychological trauma that that uh remote um like the drone uh pilots do because they're so detached from it and they use it uh, via the internet and they go in and bomb oh. stuff. But when they go home, they, there's no transition for them. So like if these oh kids God. are like having relationships via uh, uh, a disembodied medium a lot, that there's there's an extra um, like tra trauma that's happening and, and like thing that, that needs to be like, um, I don't know um like we need to like work on them because like i think that being uh disembodied and this is the whole point of the internet is acid is like people weren't ready to be so disembodied and how that actually affects mm. you and, and and have the like you know will and strength to deal with when things are disembodied and when things are in the body i think mean, yeah. The dopamine in the brain, you know, the amount of likes people get, the amount of responses to messages they get, it's all about dopamine in the brain. So it becomes addictive. And then when they don't get it, it's like not getting a drug. It's like I haven't had my hit, my fix. So it's, you know, on that level. But it's really hard because obviously we're living in this reality now where everything is done online. We're living these kind of virtual lives and we've got to try and retain some form of humanity. Um, oh, this also reminds me. Do you know what I mean? This is actually pretty great and, and we definitely have to end now. But um, I thought what's more important after on the other side of COVID is that we start having, like people are going to crave real events and that real events need to happen and that I think, um, you know, Minds Convention and other different things like that yeah. are like a unique opportunity to like leverage um, your 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 power and your the the will and like create this like sustaining energy that can create a culture. I think. Um, yeah. But I know, yeah. Uh, I'll let Bill. Um, Follow up on that or leave it as that. I'll leave it at that. That was that yeah. was great. Um, Real well, events, man. After uh, COVID, yeah. no, coming to you. We have we, we yeah. have a a I will say a deposit down which got screwed up by COVID on a very famous venue in New York City. That's all that I can say. But if you yeah. if it, it's 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 one of the three venues that you can think of in new york city so that's already oh yeah it's coming but well, thanks guys love you. Talk yeah. love you love you love you take care bye have a good night hey what's up hey.